When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been, and will always be, about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm a senior NBA writer for the Action Network. This is your Wednesday Best Bets episode for March 1st. We are into March. It is the time of basketball. Many will say it's the time for March Madness. And if you want to get set for all things tournament, you need to check out the award-winning Action Network app. Best way for you to track your picks. You have the second information where the bets and money are coming in on. You've got big bets on campus, which is going to get you covered on the podcast side. We're going to have so much great content for you for March Madness and betting it. There's nothing better than betting the tournament. We will have all of that for you. But this is about betting the NBA. And on tonight's panel for our best bets, Jay Money coming back as once again. You can find him on Twitter at Jay Money is Money. Jay, how you doing? Doing all right, man. Uh, coming off a winning day, trying to keep it going uh, today with you guys. Also joining us is Sean Little from MSG Networks. You can catch him on Twitter at Chicago Flow. Sean, and he's been doing Green Dot Daily too. Sean, how's it going? What's up, Matt? Man, good to be here. Less cash, like Jay Money says. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to it. We're going to go around the table. We'll list our best bets, and then we'll give the cap for it. Uh, Jay, as always, when you're on the show, I'd like to give you the first run. What's your best bet for the Wednesday slate? Yeah, give me the Lakers, minus one, plus one, whatever, uh, anything less than minus three or up to minus three. Give me the Lakers to win this game. All right. Uh, Sean, what you like for me on Wednesday? Grizzlies minus nine and a half versus the Rockets, and I'll take Cleveland Cavaliers plus six and a half versus Boston. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the Celtics Cavs under. I'm going to go with Sean on Cavs plus six and a half, and I'm going to take the Brooklyn Nets plus seven on a back-to-back versus – those dangerous, those surging, those amazing New York Knickerbockers. We'll get into all that and more. Uh, let's start with the Lakers. So, Jay, uh, I don't know if you know this, but LeBron James is not playing. But then again, Shea Gillis Alexander probably not playing either. Uh, this is, I wouldn't say it's a, mm, it's pretty close to a must win for both teams. If the Lakers lose both the Grizzlies game and the Thunder game, and they'll wind up losing key tiebreaker advantage versus the Thunder in this game if they lose this that's bad. Um, that's a really bad one. There's an expectation that Shea will be out. Um, I, no, like, official kind of words here about, like, Shea. If Shea were to suddenly pop up questionable tomorrow morning, would that make you cash out? Would, would you change your mind on that? 
No, I don't care who's playing. I don't really Woo. cap in, uh, injuries. It's all about the spot here, Matt. Uh, it's something that you learned over over years of capping, especially over the past few years. And really, if SGA plays, it's even better. The, game, the team will play, uh, take it even uh, more serious. But like you said, must win. Game. I don't like to use those words because a must win doesn't mean that you are going to win. But I do like the mentality. Every game is a every game is a, a winnable game for the Lakers these days, in my opinion, especially with the additions that they made. And let's just start off. I mean, you can tower over the Thunder here. What are we doing? They, they had Har Harrison Barnes looking like Michael Jordan tonight, guys. So the Thunder have lost four straight games coming out of the All-Star break. If you're in the play-in uh, race as well, why are you playing this bad as well? I mean, you lost back-to-back -to, -back to the Kings. You lost a game in overtime to the Jazz as well. These are all winnable games. Not necessarily sure the Thunder even want to win right now. So I know they spaced out their minutes. I know the Lakers coming in back-to-back -back third game in four nights. But uh, Anthony Davis, guys like Hachimori, Mo Bamba, uh, these guys should absolutely tower over the Thunder. They can get whatever they want inside the paint. Give me the Lakers here, money line, regardless who plays. Okay, uh, Shea's going to be out. He's in health and safety protocols, so I forgot about that part. Um, so he's definitely not going to play in this. Um, look, I've got the Thunder minus six, so I can't get to I can't get anywhere close to Lakers minus one here. Like even if we factor, like let's let's give Shea four points of the spread. I can't get there. Um, I, I just are are the Lakers like are the Lake? I guess here's the question: Like, do you think the Lakers are good? Like, do you think that they're is this more about the Thunder being bad or the Lakers being good or decent? Do I think the Lakers make the playoffs? Yes. And so this is a game that they have to get, in my opinion. I think they win every game uh, versus the Thunder so far, whether they make the playoffs or not. So three more matchups versus the Thunder. I think those are three wins um, right there starting starting today. You know that they're 5-10 and 10 without LeBron, right? That's a thing? The Lakers are making the playoffs, Matt. It's what they're the five, NBA wants. Five, you five see the teams – you see the teams above them sliding as well, Matt. If the Lakers even make the play-in tournament, ninth or ten seed, they're making the playoffs. I, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm talking out both sides of my mouth because on our uh, recap show with Albert, when I, I talked about how, hey, look, here's like the schedule. If they go five and six, but one of their wins was versus the Thunder, like that's why like this game really does matter. They need this one. Um, if they lose this one, will your opinion on on them making the playoffs change? It won't be good, man. I must say. I mean, this is kind of like a double down. It's all, it's kind of like a double down. They have to win this game. I have them to win the playoffs. So, I mean, I'm going with – I, I got to um, put my money where my mouth is, man. Uh, Sean, I think this one we'll, – we'll start with the one that needs less of a cap. Um, I've seen some bad NBA teams, and the Rockets are not the worst NBA team that I've ever seen. I, I watched the Charlotte Bobcats. I know what, what true pain <laughs> is. That team is garbage, though. <laughs> they are so bad. Like, the Rockets just – it, it – the biggest problem is just like they do not play like a professional team. They play like a it's a pickup game. Like I had a colleague in Denver media watching the Nuggets game and they're like, this is a scrimmage for these guys. Like the Nuggets are going like 20, like they're going like 50% here and they're coasting up 20. Like it's just, it's so easy. Now, the extremely movable object meets the extremely stoppable force here because the Grizzlies are straight up trash on the road. Um, does that give you any kind of hesitation on this, given that Memphis just typically, especially versus the West, has struggled so much on the road this season? Yeah, it does give me a little pause. It also gives me a little pause that all the things you just said, John Moran and Dylan Brooks are saying in the locker room. So they could easily come in not taking this game very seriously on the road, on a back-to-back and kind of come out there and treat it like a scrimmage and still get the W, but not cover the number. 
but I do think that the Rockets are this bad. They have nothing to play for. They they play negative defense. They don't believe in Silas. No one over there believes in Silas. No one in the city of Houston believes in Silas. And I think that carries more weight. They give up, they give up 30, 30th in the NBA in transition points allowed at 17.5. We know what Memphis wants to get out and do. In their last 10 games, 128 points per 100 possessions. That's 30th, 30th in the NBA. That's that, you know, there's only 30 teams in the NBA. All losses, they've lost 10 straight. This team is terrible. 19.2 points allowed off turnovers. That's uh that's 28th in the NBA in the last 10. So if 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 Memphis can get out, turn them over, and then get out and run the break. A double-digit win here should be fairly easy. It does give me a little pause that they could just come in and treat this game exactly like we're talking about it and end up getting a four or five-point win. But I just think they're going to try to close out the year strong. They've looked, they have looked really good tonight. I think they show up in Houston, take care of business, and run those boys off the floor. As a favorite on the road in the Western Conference this season, the Memphis Grizzlies are 2-10-2. Two, against the spread that's 17 percent uh one of the pushes was versus houston like this is i think is a good exercise right and like comparing lines because we very rarely get this kind of situation especially with any semblance of of like clearly defined um variables here for players that were available and weren't so back way back in in ye old days when Kyrie irving was net and he hadn't even um said anything on twitter about um, people of various faiths yet uh, way back in the day on October 21st, the Grizzlies faced the Rockets and they were seven point favorites in that game. And they, they won that game. 129, 122, seven point favorites. That's on the road versus the Rockets. So we flash forward now four months and we got the Grizzlies minus nine and a half. What I think is interesting here is no Jaron Jackson for that game. Right. Um, Houston, I think like an interesting question is like, is Houston worse now than they were at the start of the season? I think Memphis is not as good as they were at the start of the season, but I think Houston's also worse. And I think Houston is more worse than Memphis is, is worse. And I think that Jaron Jackson's boost to the spread probably gets us to where nine and a half sounds about right. If we just use that prior game as like an example of two of like a comparable matchup on the road, same environment rockets, obviously with a lot more incentive to lose, I can see getting to, to lay in the nine and a half here versus Houston. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I think Memphis comes in, takes care of business. The the Houston has absolutely nothing to play for. And the 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 atmosphere around Silas is awful. Everything about the franchise right now is going the other way. They get down 15 points. I don't they're they're gonna pack it up and, and try to get home just like they're gonna pack it up the rest of the season. Yeah, I got I got a great I got a great trend to go back the other way here to counter that Memphis horribleness on the road. How about this one? The Rockets as a double digit dog, so greater than nine. If the line's nine and a half or higher this season, two and eighteen straight up, six and fourteen against the spread as a double digit dog. Jay, I think you can feel okay about about laying all the points here, here, man. I think he's right on this. Yeah, every Rockets game is pretty simple for me these days. Um, either I'm fade them or I'm stay off the game. So um, Rockets also give up plenty of points as well. This could also be a team total over spot for the Grizzlies. I'd be looking at team total over for the Grizzlies, uh, probably first half and full game, and I could not talk you off the Grizzlies in this one, Sean. I'm All also right. looking at the Cavs. I'll go into it, Maddie. I'm taking the Cavs plus six and a half versus Boston. 
Cavs have played these boys tough in both spots this year. Both games went to overtime. They ended up getting the W in both. Looks like Jalen Brown's going to come back from the personal miss, uh, missing the game against the Knicks at the Garden. I'm worried about Tatum's wrist. Last couple games, he's looked absolutely horrendous from the floor, shooting it. Something seems to be going on with that wrist. I, I'm not looking too, too much into the ejection or anything like that. He it, That was one of the softest ejections I've seen. He he had two legitimate gripes, so I'm not looking too, too much into that. But I do think something's going on with the wrist. And just overall, the Cavs play these guys tough. And a focus here, the Celtics, as you guys know, and if you're listening to this, you know, you can pack those boys up if they're not hitting shots from deep. Now, the Cavaliers allow the least amount of three-point attempts in the NBA at 30.8. Boston's shooting 42 a game. And without Brown, I was looking at the other night, they shoot 46 threes a game without Jalen Brown in the lineup. Cleveland's going to focus on running these guys off the three-point line, funnel those guys to Jared Allen, Mobley, and the big trees down low. And this should be a competitive game. I'll take all six and a half points. I like it. A couple of things I'm worried about. Like, I'm with you. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to bet this with you. Uh, Cavs is road dogs this season, just four and nine against the spread three and 10 straight up. So that's not a good start here. Uh, Celtics after a loss at home this season, four and six against the spread. So kind of a, a weird spot overall. Um, I think I don't, I, one, one thing I'm very curious about, and it's probably going to wind up determining this game quite honestly, because I always say motivation is the biggest factor in NBA capping. I don't know if the Cavaliers are going to remember, or if the Celtics, rather, are going to remember all the way back to October, November, when the Cavs took two off of them, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if they're if that's going to be fresh off of them. Like, I want, Jay, I want to get your thoughts on this, because you talk a lot about the revenge spot and the motivation spot. When you got, when it's been this long since they lost to a squad, does that stay fresh? Do, they, do you think they remember that? Because talking to players is like, I don't get the sense that they do. Like they just tend to move on and forget about it. You play a team a week later and you remember like, oh yeah, fuck those guys. You play them four months later and you're like, oh, whatever. I'm, I have other guys I'm mad at. What, what do you think about the revenge angle here with how well the Cavaliers have played versus Boston this season? Yeah, it's definitely a lot better when it's a lot, um, when it when it was like close revenge, like within a week or two weeks. But um, I can't sit there and say that the Celtics won't remember this. I lean the Cavs with you, uh, Sean. I think it's going to cash. They could sometimes you have it to where teams could be just a good matchup versus the uh, versus another team, and it's that might be what we have versus the Cavs. We know, I mean, last year they kind of they kind of played them close as well. But I mean, obviously this year adding Donovan Mitchell in there, I mean these guys are even better, better coach as well, more disciplined as well. So they have been a little susceptible on the road but i mean like you say the celtics i mean if they're not hitting their threes i mean they could lose any night that's the that's my only problem with the celtics they shoot way too many i mean not way too many threes because they make them but on those nights that they're not making them that's when you see them lose outright um and this one brown coming back never know what's going on with tatum i still lean calves but um i i guarantee you the celtics have definitely looked at it's gonna say you know what we lost both of these times especially overtime a close game they remember it but i'm not saying it's gonna matter i'd still take the uh, points with the calves plus six and a half all right i'm gonna take off the under play here and the biggest reason i'm gonna take the under off on this one uh 114 113 back on november 2nd um one of those games went to overtime if we project this to be like if i'm saying that i think the cavaliers can hang in this game because i don't think we're saying that the cavaliers are going to demolish the boston celtics right sean so if that's not the no. case i'm at too much of a risk for overtime and I'm not going to get hung on another under on an overtime game where I should have known coming in it was going to be close. So, like, if I think this is going to be narrow, 
I need to go ahead and I need to stay away from the from the under. Um, Celtics, by the way, at home have been have been over teams. So I'm gonna go ahead and stay away uh from the under on this one, and I will just stick with the plus six and a half on that game. Last one for me is gonna be the Nets plus seven versus the Knicks. Nets on a back to back, right? So uh I obviously a bad rest spot. Uh Nets have been like they've been losing as you probably would expect them to be. Um after the trading Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, uh, they don't have a point guard. They don't have a backup center. Like they're just trying to figure out, like they're just trying to get through the end of this year and evaluate what they have and do this. I just can't get to this number. Uh, this is a lot of points. I think for there's no travel, right? Like this is a road back to back, but it's a bus ride. It's fine. Um, I have this pick them based off of full season numbers. That's with a four point adjustment the other way against Brooklyn. So I downgraded them four points for losing Katie and Kyrie. And I still only get this to, it's a little bit more than a pick. I'm like, I've got like, like Knicks minus one. Um, if we round it up a little bit. So I, I think the Knicks should be favored here. But part of the reason I have this shorter two is because the Knicks have been really bad at home but they're starting to turn that corner a little bit. They're starting to play a little bit better at home. So maybe they've gotten past those problems. I know Jay disagrees with me. He thinks that the, the Knicks are, let me, let me ask you this to clarify. You're very confident that the Knicks are going to win this game. Are you confident the Knicks are going to win this game handily? Are you confident the Knicks are going to win this game in a blowout? Or are you just like, look, it might be close, but the Knicks are winning this game. I don't want to hate on your play, Matt, because I don't have anything on it. But just you're the hate. way I look at it, like pre- hey, before we, we have a healthy, <laughs> we have a, we're trying to find the look, best man. place for the people. Br- bring me the criticism. I just feel like you can't go on full season numbers anywhere near. You only have to go on numbers, especially with the Nets. Now, two things here: the Knicks are a totally different team with Josh Hart near, and and the Nets they don't know what to do right now. Josh, I mean, Vaughn is a great coach. It was somewhat different. He had KD, Kyrie, and the boys. Now he has all these guards, all these wings. We joked. I joked earlier on the show that they got an eight piece wing over there, man, all flats. You know what I'm saying? They got all wings over there, They got none of that, man. So they don't know who wants to play point guard i see guys getting frustrated there i mean if you watch tonight's game at the beginning of the game even when they had the lead they're missing defensive assignments it's easy buckets in the paint and i just see them kind of getting super frustrated man they they think this team knows that they're not good they know that they have too much going on too many of the same type of players and it's three and d type of guys man so i'm really worried about the nets and i kind of kind of said to matt here i'm starting to look at them missing the playoffs at plus 390 i feel like even if they get in a play-in tournament one game i mean we know Vaughn isn't a, I mean, he can coach, but he's not, he doesn't have all the experience. I feel like if they face one like the Hawks or the Heat, something like that in a one game sequence, they're, they're going to find a way to get it done simply on experience, man. Um, And lineup, lineup hunting. They don't have a backup center. I'm worried about Claxton. He's declining as well. And no true point guard, no backups. I'm, I'm worried about the Knicks, guys. I, to be honest, and I like the team, but I'm very worried about them. Sean, what do you think? And I think the Knicks smack them up as well. Sean, this last thing, the Nets have won nine straight versus the Knicks. They finally beat them last game. Now it's time for the Knicks to own the Nets and kick them while they're down. I think they try to fake the smack city spot him. The interesting spot here is that Vaughn already got the nod and the extension, right? So he's not trying. He doesn't have to necessarily win here coming down the stretch. He's not fighting for his job. They already gave it to him. He's already going to be back next year. He's just trying to find and figure out the guys that he likes and wants to play. That makes for a lot of just testing, throwing things out there, seeing what sticks. 
and that's not conducive to winning basketball games. So I, it's interesting. We're we're I mean we're at a fever pitch right now on the Knicks. It, it's it's a, it's as hot as it can get right now. All year you couldn't find a game over two and a half three points, no matter what it was, who they played on the road at home. The line's always three three points, and no one. And essentially, I said last week it might be time to believe in the Knicks because no one we no one can no one was believing. Now they absolutely folded up the Pelicans on Saturday. They folded up Boston on Monday. It, it, it's fever pitch now, and um, it's it should be an interesting game. I think it's going to be one of those. Some people are still like they're going to have to prove it to me, and and Matt Moore is one of those guys right now. We'll see what they do. No, no, I want to be clear because I've been I've been actually I've been talking about them uh, throughout the season because they're one of these teams that have bounced in and out of being top ten in both offense and defense, schedule adjusted. And like that stuff matters to me. Like if you're a balanced team, I don't need you to be like, I'd rather you be balanced than elite, you know? So like, I think they're really good. I think quickly has been playing that playing fantastic Quickly's as of great. late. Uh, they're getting it done. My point here is, is not about like, our, but I got this cap is not the Knicks are frauds. This cap yeah, is. No, I wasn't. I, yeah, I didn't think it was. I, it, it's just, you, you see seven and you're like, man, they, yeah, they that's my thing. Seven? I'm just like, man, it's just a touch <laughs> hot. Like, look, if this yeah. is four. No, I'm staying away. I don't. I don't. There's no reason for me to be on this. Two and a half, man. They're gonna add two and a half for the rest of Angelo. Not even because of the travel, just simply because the Nets have played a game today but, and the Knicks have the rest of Angelo. What I've noticed, they're giving teams two and a half, three points just on that strength alone. But I'll say, I think that's wrong. Like talking, especially talking I'm to players, because like they're talking, they're like, it's not, it's not that. It's like it's. I was talking to a player earlier this season, um, in the visitor locker room, and, and he was talking about like, look, I get in at three a.m. Right. My entire cycle's off. Like I'm worn. I'm just tired from the bus ride. I'm tired from everything. I'm still thinking about the other game. I'm stressed. Go to sleep, you know, go to sleep. I got, I got like walk through in the morning. Even if they let us sleep in, like now I can't, if I sleep in, I can't get my nap in. Everything's messed up. He's like, you try and have this rhythm and the schedule doesn't allow you to have it. So like, I don't know that the impact on this, on the, and I think that's, I think that's one of the reasons that we've seen that the back to backs when a team is home, have been profitable to go ahead and take that home team when they're on the second night of a back-to-back when both games are at home because it's the travel that's that real component. So, um, look, I, I would say, like, I'm super confident in this. Probably going to be a half-unit play because, like, points are, are valid. Like, the Nets are not a team that's, like, locked in, has a culture, has, like, they're in evaluation mode, right? They're too far up to tank out. They can't like they can't get to anywhere, even if they miss the playoffs, it's gonna be like they're they wind up like 13, 14, right? They're gonna be one of the last teams out. So, but they still like they're still there, they're still competing. And I will say, Washington tonight, I kind of disagree with you on Washington tonight because I, when I watch them, I'm still like they know what they're doing. Like they're these guys are all professionals and they do play with like a set like comparing a good comparison is like there's the way the Nets play and there's the way Houston plays. And you can be like, well, they're much older. That's true. But it's also just like Houston, again, just plays pickup. And the Nets play like organized mm-hmm. basketball. I think they can hang within seven. I'll put a half unit on it. Last <laughs> last point on last point on this, on the rest factor that Jay Money was talking about. I mean, Brooklyn's going to play 10 guys. So no, yeah. no one played 40 minutes tonight. Bridges played 37 versus Milwaukee. No one, two other people played over 30 minutes. So they're going to they're going to throw a lot of bodies at you regardless. I want to get you guys' thoughts on Phoenix Charlotte. That's going to be our NBA bet stream, which you can catch on League Pass. You go to the streams option for Suns Hornets, and you can catch this game, which I don't know if you know this, but 
uh, a certain gentleman, a stately gentleman, a tall stately gentleman named Kevin Durant is going to be making his debut. Um, I want to get, I had to put an official place for this game. I have to bet this game because we're going to be on broadcast for it. So I want to ask you guys kind of about this game and what we think we're going to see from KD. Uh, I'll start with this. So the Hornets have actually been winning games. They just lost LaMelo. I get it, but they've been winning games. It's not like it hasn't been all LaMelo in those wins either. They've been bizarrely playing better since the all-star break. Don't know why pissing me off as somebody with a Hornets to have the worst record in the league at 15 to one. Thanks for that. Charlotte for blowing that opportunity. That's dead. Um, Based on my numbers, right? So I, I've upgraded the Suns three and a half points for KD. That seems about right. Like take the full season numbers, bump them up three and a half. What I've actually done here is it's more like KD's worth about 2.75 based off of he's usually worth three, but this is like a new environment. And then like they bump up the rest of the way because they're healthy now and they're no longer missing guys when all their numbers got crushed in December, right? So even all through all of that, and even with a, a like all of this, and even with Charlotte having a, a worse home, like they're worse at home, I, I can still only get this to eight. I get it to about 8.4. So like, I'm a little short on this. Sean, I don't want to bet. I don't want to bet the Charlotte Hornets here. <laughs> like that's not a thing I want to do with my life. Yeah. And yet I'm going to have to take a side on this. What do you think about the Suns, you know, a lot of anticipation, a lot of nervous energy. First game with KD. It's a weird spot on the road. I think it's one of the reasons they chose it. Like, let's give them an easy opponent so they can get comfortable. Uh, what are your thoughts on Hornets taking on the Suns? Yeah, big reason the Hornets have been playing better is Gordon Hayward. He's been the anchor over there. He's been kind of when LaMelo isn't running up and down and chucking, he's coming down and they're actually getting real possessions on offense. Hayward's been really good the last few. So that's the reason that they've been – competing and getting wins beat Miami the other night looked really solid coming down the stretch as well. Yeah. Th- it is going to be interesting because there, my guess is that they force feed Kevin Durant early and often to, to feed into the excitement, to, to get him acclimated into the offense. I, but I'm never looking at the Hornets here. I'd have to just pass overall. I know you can't pass. I'd have to find a prop of some sort. Um, it's going to be interesting because I think, Kevin Durant's going to fit in seamlessly and they're going to get him the ball and he'll get looks. They're not going to be able to double. That's the whole, that's the beauty with all this stuff with Kevin Durant. Just like when he went to golden state, you just can't leave anybody. So Kevin Durant's going to murder you. And that's exactly what he's going to do in Phoenix with the rest of the guys they got around him. Jay, what do you think? I'd take Hornets team total under, um, I think LaMelo ball mm-hmm. being now is going to change their pace heavily in my opinion so i'd stay away from the spread i do agree that the minus 10 is too high could they still blow them out um they could but i don't want to lay it with katie's first game um obviously chemistry issues rotations all that good stuff but i think Lamelo ball being out is actually kind of huge for the hornets and obviously with pj washington already hurt as well i mean they weren't gonna t- they weren't tanking before they just won five straight five no against the spread now maybe Lamelo ball after the rest of the season you kind of just like all right we, you know what I'm saying? It's time to go south. So I'd look at Hornets team total under. I actually think it's going to hit in the first half and the full game. Mm. I can't do that. I got to project it over. And even if I like warp a bunch of numbers, I can't get there. Um, the other thing is, I don't know. I, I'm a little surprised you like the team total under. I get it from the, from the Hornets perspective. But like for me, I think if they go the other way, it's going to be on defense, right? Like they're going to not the, I mean, look, players, I'll just say this. Players don't tank. Front offices do. 
And so like if they if tomorrow Gordon Hayward popped up as questionable, it's like, oh okay, I I see yeah. what's happening here. Right. I see it. Um <laughs> but part of the part of the equation though here, I think, is I do think there might be a I'm talking myself into the Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> like there's so much this is a weird anticipation spot, right? Like there's a lot of pressure. Like there's a lot of pressure when you haven't played with a guy, you know, and like the Suns haven't looked great. Like they lost to the box without Giannis. Like there's been a lot of weirdness with the Suns because they just lost two of their their really good perimeter guys uh, on both sides of the floor, Mikhail and Cam, you know, and you're like, yes, but they had a very good one in Kevin Durant. It's true, but they haven't played with him before. You know, they've been practicing here a couple of days, but it's not the same. I, I just don't know. With a du- laying double digits on the road. God damn, I'm taking the Hornets. So, I, it just feels like it's a lot of points in a weird spot. This admit to me, Jay, that this does feel like it's a weird spot for the Suns. Super weird. No, it's weird, but I must say, I wouldn't be surprised if things got ugly. Yeah. Um, I worry about the mindset for the Hornets. This is the only thing I'm saying, man. Mindset, you knowing Lamelo's ball, you were already the third or fourth worst team in the NBA. I don't know why you're winning right now. It's really starting to. I mean, because we we when tanking, when we don't want teams to tank, then they tank heavy. But then when we're like, okay, this team is tanking. All right, let's go win five straight. Right, that's what I'm saying. I don't get it. All right, we'll see what happens on NBA Bet Stream. We you did mention Matt Moore. Mentioned we talked offline. You did mention Booker potentially look at Booker assists in this spot just because they're going to try to get KD. What the number is, I'm not sure if it's out yet, but keep an eye on that. Do some homework yeah. there. You might be able to find a play in that spot. Yeah, I think that's going to be a play for me for sure. All right, that's going to wrap it up for buckets for a Wednesday. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with Thursday best bets. Appreciate you guys hanging in with us. For Jay Money, Sean Little, you can find him on Twitter at Chicago Flow. Jez on Twitter at Jay Money is Money. Check out the Action Network app for everything that you need to bet the NBA. We'll see you guys again tomorrow with another episode. Till then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you: please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.